Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the How to Code podcast. I'm your host, Robert Gus. So in this episode, I want to talk to you about this concept of hustle culture and uh, kind of talk about what it is, why it's dangerous, and why it's a lie, frankly. Uh, so to start things off, let's begin by first defining our terms here to make sure that all of us are on the same page when it comes to discussing hustle culture. Um, and I'm just going to be going off the these are my own kind of definitions in the way that I see it. So I would define hustle culture as basically it can be, it can be defined in many different ways, but overall I would say that hustle culture is this idea that you basically just need to be working all the time in order to be effective and successful. Like the idea is basically you just grind it out hardcore all the time. You just work basically nonstop and that's, the key to being success is just work, 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 work all the time and going fast. Um, so basically wor working 40 hours per week is not enough. And if you really want to get ahead of the competition, you have to grind it out all the time. And by grind it out, I just mean work your butt off all the time as much as possible. You can basically never really work enough. Um, now that we kind of have an understanding of what I'm talking about when I'm talking about hustle culture. I just want to talk about, uh, frankly, why it's dangerous. I It should be plainly obvious, but I kind of want to dig into a little bit more of the details. Uh, and I also, um, once we do that, I want to give my own personal experience with it and um, some burnout and stuff that I've experienced. So basically, human beings as a species, we are far more fragile than we realize. And human beings have severe and serious limitations. But our egos often tell us to ignore those limitations. And I would say that, you know, controversial here, we're talking about the difference between men and women, but um, I don't buy into the whole cult culture narrative, and I'm not afraid to tell it like it is. Uh, men especially, I would say, suffer from this concept of hustle culture, and men typically have bigger egos than women, and as men, we take great pride in how hard and how much and like how long that we work. And we tend to wear our work ethic like a badge of honor, to be perfectly honest. And that isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it all depends on what your work ethic actually is. And, you know, in my own experience, I've worked for several companies at this point in my career, and hustle culture is very much alive and well within the tech industry. And I would say it's it's probably the most predominant out of all the industries that I've worked in. This is the industry that definitely suffers from it the most. And unfortunately, it's kind of expected and required for some jobs and roles. And that's just something you kind of need to be aware of when you're looking for opportunities and for roles. You want to make sure that that's not expected of you because you definitely don't want to work in a place where they're basically asking you to work and grind it out all the time. So if you've also, if you've spent any length of time on social media and especially what I would, you know, what most people would call quote unquote tech Twitter, you will have noticed lots of people bragging about how long and how hard they work. And just to give you some quick examples of this, um, some things I've seen on Twitter is people will ask questions like, so who's coding this weekend? Or, or tell me your, your side hustle. 
or you'll see people bragging about how much monthly recurring revenue they're earning from their side projects. And they'll brag about how many hours they worked this week and et cetera, et cetera. And so it kind of feeds this beast and it feeds this idea that everyone in tech should just be grinding it out all the time. And then you see people on social media doing this and then you assume, oh, well, like these people are successful. They're doing well. And maybe it's because they're grinding it out and working so hard. So I need to do the same thing in order to have what they have and to be like them. But the problem with this way of thinking is that human beings are not designed to work at full capacity all the time. You have to not only rest your body, but you also have to rest your mind. And that's particularly important for programmers and developers because we're not doing anything physical for the most part. We're fairly sedentary, um, but our minds are working overtime all the time. Like programming is very, very difficult. It requires a great amount of cognition and mental load. And you need to give your brain a break from time to time. You can't just grind it out and go super hard all the time. A parallel of this is it's kind of similar to people who want to get into shape and start building muscle. And they believe when they first start out is that the way that they build muscle is just to work out every single day. Like if, if guys want to get jacked, they think that they have to go to the gym and just like lift weights all the time. But the reality is, is that you don't actually build muscle when you're at the gym. You do the exact opposite. You tear down and rip your muscles. And then when you grow new muscle is when you're resting. So it's like, it's counterintuitive to what most people think. So when you want to develop and grow muscles, the, the time in which your body develops and creates new muscle tissue is actually when you're resting, not when you're at the gym, like lifting dumbbells and putting up barbells and things like that. You're doing the opposite in the gym. You're tearing down and you're breaking down that muscle tissue. So really in actual, all actuality, the key to producing the results that you want is resting, which is the exact thing that people are not doing when they're trying to build muscle. And the same is true with work. Like if you want to actually be productive and be successful, you actually need to rest in order to do that. You need to get a good night's sleep. You need to not be grinding it out and working 16 hour days all the time. You need rest in order to be successful. So then as the next section, I wanted to um, talk about how burnout is very real and share my own personal experience with hustle culture and burnout. And this is somewhat of a kind of an extreme case, but it's, I'm not an, it's not an isolated incident by any means. Basically back around 2018 to 2019 or so, I began taking on a whole lot of extra freelance work in addition to working full time. And I was doing this in order to make extra money so my wife and I could pay down debt. So we had a lot of student loan debt, which I've talked about in earlier podcasts, a bunch of credit card debt, and medical bills. And my wife at the time was raising our son full-time, and so I was the only one bringing in any money. And I figured the only way to pay down all of this debt was to bring in more money, which in my mind meant working more hours, which kind of makes sense at first. And... Um, so this worked well for a little while. Extra money was very helpful and I was able, well, we were able to pay down large portions of our debt. But all the while I was doing that, I was ignoring these warning signs from my body that was telling me, you're working too much. And I just ignored it and I just kept pushing in and working and working and working. And then basically all of this came to a head around Thanksgiving of 20 now, 2019 when one night 
uh, all of a sudden I experienced a very severe panic attack. And I mean severe, severe, like the most severe thing I had probably ever experienced in my life up until that point. It was absolutely terrifying. I basically lost complete control of myself and felt that I was losing my mind and dying all at the same time. And I've never been so frightened or terrified in my entire life. I mean, the things that I experienced that night, I would not wish upon the most wicked person on the planet. It was absolutely dreadful. And uh, I hope to God and pray to God that I never, ever experienced anything like that ever again. I was completely unable to calm myself down, and I felt like I had absolutely no control over myself. And basically, I was just freaking out and panicking all of a sudden for seemingly no reason whatsoever. And when you're in a situation in a state like that, seconds feel like hours. And I don't know how long this thing went on, but it literally felt like it was hours. And I'm sure it was maybe, you know, a few minutes, 15 minutes or something like that. But it seemed like an absolute eternity. So my wife took me to the ER. They gave me some medicine, which, thank God, stopped the panic attack. After, you know, 20, 30 minutes or so, I completely calmed down. But the fallout from that was pretty severe. Um, That's a pretty extreme case, but it took me several months, almost an entire year, honestly, for me to properly heal both physically and mentally from that. And the issue was not the panic attack itself. That was the symptom of all of this cumulative stress that had been building up in my body until I just basically crossed a threshold and my body wasn't able to handle it and I completely freaked out. And it was a huge wake-up call in my life and it was a very important lesson for me to learn. And I've heard countless stories of people experiencing similar symptoms and situations from severe burnout. Now, mind you, burnout has various stages and like different degrees and levels, and not all burnout is the same. And it's different for each individual. So mileage really varies a lot here. But I know I was talking to a friend uh, just recently who, um, one of his friends actually ended up in a psychiatric hospital because he was just grinding it out and working so hard and the burnout was so bad. The stress was so bad and what he was doing to his body and to his mind he actually needed to go to a psychiatric hospital to get help. So this stuff's very, very serious, and it has very serious consequences. And one of the things you have to realize that a lot of people don't realize is that every human being on the planet basically has a limit or a threshold to how much they can handle things. Once your body crosses that threshold, it's going to react, and the reaction is not going to be a good one by any means. So if you're unable to give your body the rest that it needs, your body will force you to rest, which is the last thing you want to have happen. So you can kind of think of it this way. You can run and run and run and run for as long as you want, and you can feel the lactic acid building up in your muscles, and you can ignore it, and you can just keep running and running and running like Forrest Gump, if you've seen that movie. And just think that you can just keep going and going and going. But eventually your body is going to give way and you're going to collapse. Right? So this is the reason why marathons are not 200 miles. I forget how many miles they are, but they're, I think, I don't even want to, I don't even want to speculate, but they're nowhere near 200 miles. Let's just put it that way. And there's a good reason for it because the human body can't possibly exert that much force and energy for that long. And so I... I know this is kind of like a dark, dismal kind of subject, but it's super important because I see all these people suffering for it and I feel like nobody really talks about it or no one really 
shares their own personal experience and kind of warns people. And I think more people need to be doing it. And hopefully by sharing and talking about some of this stuff, it'll hopefully prevent you from making the same mistakes and ending up in these the same kind of predicament. Um, so this next section, I still want to talk to you how like hustle culture is a complete lie. <clears throat> you should not buy into it. Um, the scary thing, though, about it is that people don't realize how dangerous this stuff is, and people don't listen until it's too late, right? So you just think like, oh, that's their problem. That'll never happen to me. I'm fine. I'll just keep doing it. And then all of a sudden, boom, it happens to you. And then hindsight's 2020. you look back and you say, man, I should have listened. That, that's what happened to me. I'm like, no, I'll be fine. I'm young. You know, I can grind it out. I can whatever. And then, boom, I got really, really sick. And so the whole point of warning you about this is basically don't be like everyone else. Um, you need to realize that your body and your mind have limits and you need to be consciously taking good care of yourself because human beings are not designed to sit for several hours a day in a chair in front of a computer. And that's what we do as web developers and programmers all the time. We are designed to move. And this is why eating right exercise and exercising is so important. And in the West, particularly, we have the luxury and privilege of being able to go to the grocery store and go to restaurants for food. And frankly, we don't even have to get out of our cars. We can just fill out an app on our phone and have delivery food delivered to us. We don't have to even go anywhere. My point of bringing this up, though, is that you know historically, and even in some countries to this day, people have to go out and hunt for their food, right? So... You're getting all kinds of exercise and physical activity because you're literally running and chasing down animals in order to hunt them so that you can eat them to survive. So I wanted to offer some helpful tips and advice uh, to try and avoid this and so you, that you don't get burnt out and you don't get sick. So there's a few things. These are also particularly helpful as a full-time remote employee because uh, remote Work is slightly different from working in an office, and I suppose that's an episode in and of itself. But for me personally, something that I found very, very helpful is I have basically reminders in my to-do app on my phone that every single weekday, I take a 30-minute break at some point in the morning, and I take a 30-minute break at some point in the afternoon every single weekday. And... If I don't schedule that in, if I don't have those reminders, then I'm not going to take those breaks. I'll just end up sitting at my desk all day and working nonstop. So it's really important to have those reminders, at least for me, to have those reminders and schedule them in just like you would a meeting or a Zoom call or whatever. Just you, you pencil that into your calendar. You put that in your to-do app and in your list of these are the things I have to get done today and those two breaks super important. You have to take those breaks every single day. I also have a reminder to tell me to take a walk around 1 p.m.-ish after I eat lunch. And that's also been a game changer. Um, it's really, really early, really, really easy to work all day and not take any breaks when you work remotely. And you can also kind of like feel guilty about taking breaks because you know, it's like you're kind of, you feel like you're on the clock and you should be working and like, it's very easy to feel like guilty or how much time should I take off and all that. Just schedule it in. You're not doing anything wrong. Take the time, please. Your employer needs you to be healthy too. 
it's in their best interest. So take the time. So getting back to the walk. So I usually walk for like 20 to 30 minutes a day after lunch, which is a really great way for me to get outside, get some sunlight, you know, uh, create some vitamin D. And it also allows me to get a bit of exercise. And it's been a massive game changer just as far as like not only my health, but also my productivity. Because my walk kind of acts as like a reset during the middle of the day. So I primarily work the best in the mornings. And then I have lunch. And then when I have, when I take that walk, it kind of resets the day and recalibrates my mind and focus. And I come back to work with a refreshed mind and more energy. And I'm like ready to tackle on and take on the rest of the day. Which before that, before I was taking walks, I would take my lunch. And then after eating lunch, I would just hit this lull and just get like really sleepy and kind of lazy and groggy. And then my productivity would slowly decline over time after I ate lunch and I was digesting food until I basically, till the day was over. So try taking a walk every single day. It'll help you out. Obviously everyone's different. Your mileage may vary a little bit here, but I think if you incorporate walking for 20 to 30 minutes a day, you'll not only notice a huge difference in your energy levels and your productivity, but also mental clarity and just your overall health in general. So to kind of wrap things up, remember that hustle culture is a lie and you don't need to work crazy hours to become a good developer. You need to take good care of yourself by eating right, exercising, and resting. It's also important that you have other hobbies in your life to get you away from your computer and from writing code. And ideally, most of those hobbies involve going outside and getting in nature and in the sun and things like that. If you feel like you just don't have enough time in the day to get things done, the answer is not working more hours. The answer is removing things from your schedule. So that's a huge one, and I'm going to repeat that in case you weren't really paying attention. If you feel like you just don't have enough time in the day to get things done, the answer is not working more hours. The answer is removing things from your schedule. So you basically, you need to learn how to prioritize tasks and things that you need to get done better. And you could possibly benefit from learning some productivity skills and techniques and things like that. But you always need to remember that it's so incredibly important to prioritize your health and to get plenty of rest. And part of getting plenty of rest is not only taking those breaks in the day and ideally taking a walk every day, but you need to make sure you need to make sure that you're getting a good seven to eight hours of sleep every single night without exception. Now, I know sometimes that doesn't quite work out. And like I have two small children. Sometimes I don't get a full seven to eight hours and I really pay for it uh, the next day. But the standard day in and day out needs to be seven to eight hours a day. And getting anything less should be rare and an exception, if at all possible. So you can forget all this nonsense you hear nonsense you hear of like starting your day at 4 a.m. Now, if you are an early person and you want to get your day started at 4 a.m., that means you need to be going to bed at 8 p.m. each night. And that means like lights out, shut down, your eyes are shut, you're laying in your bed by 8 p.m. Not like you go to bed and look at your phone for like an hour and a half and on Instagram and fiddling around on Twitter and stuff until 10 p.m. It means lights out, you're asleep, 8 p.m. If you want to get up at 4 a.m. every day. Now, obviously, a lot of this stuff sounds like common sense, right? But a lot of people don't really 
apply common sense, again, because our egos tend to typically get in the way. So always listen to your body and pay attention when it's warning you about things. Don't ignore those warning signs or eventually you're going to pay the consequences. So that wraps it up for this episode, guys. I know it's kind of like not exactly the most fun subject, but I think it's a super important one. And more people need to be talking about this. So hopefully you got some value out of it. I hope you uh, take some of this advice and you avoid the whole hustle culture and you make sure to take good care of yourself. So with that, I will see you all in a couple of weeks. Cheers.